Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. Well, hey there. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories, episode number 108. Coming to you with my new co-host, Kiwi the Sun Conyer, there in the background, squawking away. Yes, we're still bird-sitting, in case you haven't noticed already. Anyway, this is Songs and Stories 108, and uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, which was 107, which is a good way to proceed 108, um... I was at Don Quixote's Music Hall in Felton, California, a few, actually more than a few weeks ago now, and I talked to Megan Slankard, who was doing a bill with Colin Gilmore, and I hadn't talked to Colin in a while, so I thought it might be nice to talk to Colin before I talked to Megan. So we heard about Megan Slankard and her new album, Token of the Wreckage, in the last episode. Now we're going to go back about half an hour before and hear the interview I did with Colin Gilmore. Uh, Colin's a, a, a Texas singer-songwriter, and if that last name is familiar, his dad is Jimmy Dale Gilmore of the Flatlanders, so he has some very good songwriting DNA in his blood. In fact, if you go way back to the Songs and Stories 19, uh, one of the first I ever episodes I did of this thing, um, I talked to Colin about sort of his musical upbringing and kind of how, you know, what both his parents actually instilled in him as far as music. So if you want to hear really more about that, I would go back to 19. And you can find that either in iTunes or going to michaelgaither.com and clicking on the podcast archive. But it's been a few years since we talked, and it was it was kind of fun because we've been talking about getting together and doing a follow-up podcast and talking about his last couple of new records. And, you know, we just never found time to get together. And this particular weekend, um, uh, this is actually that took place in March of 2011. I played up at Evangeline's Cafe in Colfax, California on a Saturday. And Colin played the night before on a Friday. And Colin had a nice big house, lots of people. And when I played, it was... Um, well, it was raining. It snowed the week. it snowed the night before. It snowed that morning, so it, not a big a draw as big a draw, but just a just a wonderful, wonderful place to play. Evangeline is really built up, just a, an amazing little place up there in Colfax, and uh, I'm just sort of honored and humbled to be able to be one of the people that can play up there once in a while. So uh, we talked about her. We talked about that, and um, we talked about Colin's new release called. Goodnight Lane, which is a great little record, and um, little record. Well, it's little because the CD. I'm looking at this thing, and you know, I kind of miss LPs and the, the big album covers. But it's a very full-sounding little record. That it's about the size of a CD. So we, uh, I, I basically just, you know, had ten minutes with Colin before we had to do sound check and eat. So we kept it pretty brief, and um, it was just great catching up with him. So here's a little bit about Colin Gilmore, and before that, we'll hear a couple of things off this new release called "Goodnight Lane." We'll hear a bit of the title track "Goodnight Lane," and then we'll hear "Circles in the Yard," which is one of those really deceiving kind of songs. It sounds like just kind of a cool little song and you realize it's actually pretty deep and a lot maybe i'll play most of it so you can kind of get the sense of that so we'll hear about that and then we'll talk to colin gilmore uh before we get started i want you to know that if you're new to songs and stories thank you for listening you can find out more about this songs and stories podcast by going to my website which is michaelgaither.com it's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. And there'll be a section there on the main page for Songs Stories 108, and I'll have links to Colin's 
you know, site and his tour information and what he's up to. You can also go directly to Colin's site at colingilmore.com, and it's C-O-L-I-N-G-G-I-L-M-O-R-E.com. So there's some sites to check out while you're listening. Here's a little bit off the record, Good Night Lane, and then we'll talk to Colin Gilmore up in Felton, California at Don Quixote's Music Hall. She walked in the shadows of the trees As soft as a spirit in the breeze The sunlight in her hair was her crown And the song she sang was goodbye As cold as a hammer on a bell Remember what we had was her command That flowed from her heart to her hand And the days flowed by Like honey down a hill Somewhere far from goodnight lane Someone's thinking of you
lost in the mail He bit the big apple too hard Now he's running circles Running circles in the yard Nice to see you again. Good to we, see we, you. We've almost crossed paths a bunch of times. Yeah, we have. It's been a while now. I know. It's been at least a couple of years. So you had a, so to, to recap, you played Evangeline's Cafe in Colfax on Friday night. I did. And then I took the leftovers on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to leave the stage clean you. For did. You. I appreciate that. Well, I, I tried to wipe my feet at the door and all that. I know. And then Vange goes, Colin said to tell you something. I go, what, what was it? She goes, oh, it was something kind of off color, but in the spirit of competition, it was cute. I forget what it was. Oh, <laughs> but like I was saying earlier, I mean, a couple of people, at least that I know, came um, because you mentioned my show at your show, so I really appreciate it. Okay, that. good. Yeah. Wow. They it's, fell for it. They fell for it. They <laughs> bought it. Actually, the one guy actually bought my my bought one of my CDs. Oh, so good, good. Was, yeah. Was, yeah. I, I just love that play. I think Evangeline has done such a beautiful job of cultivating a, a, an audience and a and a round of musicians to play there. Yeah, it was really yeah. a golden experience. And it was my it was my second time up there. And when I first played there, um, I know Wesley from KVMR said you got to play Evangeline's Cafe, and I thought. Well, she's a DJ, of course I want to play it. She seems real, and I met her before, and then yeah. I thought, I figured, Cafe, you're playing for tips, which I was going to do it anyway because I, I like everybody up there. And she said, no, it's like a house concert. I'm like, oh, it's something else. Oh, that's yeah. even better. <laughs> house concert with a beer and good food. With and, a beer and, and wine license. And, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and Who pays her BMI fees. So, yeah. We are Rollins. Okay. So you've been there a couple of times, two or three times? I had, that, that was my fourth, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So this is, and you've been up to California now several times. I have, yeah. It's become just, especially Northern California, has mm -hmm. been become a real hot spot for me. It just keeps the shows keep getting better and good, and uh, you know, keep meeting more people and making more waves. Yeah, I think when we first did the podcast thing, you were actually doing your first run out here, and you were sort of, and I, I, we asked about, I think you were just sort of making your own phone calls and trying to figure out. Do you know me? Do you like me? Will you book me? Like like a lot of people do. And yeah, you know, absolutely. And that's built itself. Sounds like yeah, it, the last it, it four really years, has. three years, something uh -huh. like that. Yeah, about four, I guess. Yeah. Nice. And so the, I guess this is the, the new record. Yeah, it is. It's Good Night Lane. I'm looking forward to hearing it. I don't think I've heard. I've heard Black Lines. I love that song. Okay, good. I was going to ask you sort of a a, a, a cardboard question because you you went through. I'm holding it in my hand as we speak, but you have this the same thin cardboard wallet that I did. Right. Did you have good or, or bad experiences with that? Because in my experience, a lot of stations didn't like it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I haven't had feedback from stations in that way. Um, That's good. I mean, either way. Yeah. Uh, I, if they didn't like it, they hadn't told me. And uh -huh. If they did like it, they hadn't told me that they liked <laughs> it. So it, uh, it was much more... Earth friendly, it seemed, that's, and that's just just figured. less wasteful. Um, no plastic. Lot, uh, no, yeah, no plastic. Uh, you can cram more of them into a box. Uh, mm -hmm. It just seemed like the best route to go. Yeah, I know. I did my. I think my CD now is about two, dog speed is about two years old, and actually, to do the the eco friendly cardboard wallet cost more than the jewel cases. Well, yeah, I no, I can see that the uh, the the jewel cases are the cheap way to go, but those yeah. things are just so miserable to deal with. Yeah. Break this up a little bit. The thing I like too is on the um, on the cardboard wallets. I know with the jewel cases, 
I was ever forever cracking them. I put a bunch in my bag and they break. You know, cardboard doesn't. Oh yeah, there. absolutely. Yeah. So you're traveling with it as a duo or as a trio? You have a band. Uh, right it? now, I've got a, a duo. It's me and Jared Hall mm -hmm. that came here uh, playing accordion. He's he's from Iowa originally, but he's lived in Austin about a year now. He was. We were talking earlier. So he's yeah, a, he's a new Austin transplant. Yeah, he sure is. Yeah. So you write much? Or yeah, a good amount. Uh, creeping by with it, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, uh, Got a whole bunch of songs started and not finished, and uh, the travel always shakes that up and 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 uh, helps things out in that way. So, in a, in a good way, or a oh, in a good way, yeah. Good, it good. always uh, probably get ideas on the road. I think too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Out of the uh, circular brainwaves, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people I think it's sort of a myth that if you're on the road, you're you have time to write. No, no time. No inspiration, yes, mm -hmm. but time, no. The uh, any free time you do have, you're trying to think of what you're forgetting that you need to do. Yeah. So yeah, it's like project. It's like managing one big project every tour. Yeah, it is. So how is it, so? When did Good Night Lane come out, and how's uh, been the reception? Came on? out uh, August of last year, and the reception's been great. It's got good reviews all over the place. It got you know really good reviews all over the U.S. in Austin, and then uh, the two prominent magazines in England, Mojo and Uncut, both gave it four stars. Nice. And uh, so, man, but it's still a matter of just uh, really, you know, getting out there and introducing it to people in person, you know, playing the show and selling it. That's the main way that I sell these things. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think that's, you know, it seems to be kind of the way to go these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I, when I was on KB Moore talking, I just, there's a, there's a, you know, a billion songwriters and maybe half a billion songwriters out there. And uh, you know, something that I that people said, well, your, your, your music's online, you must be selling it like crazy. And I said, everybody <laughs> has their music online. And I, it, it, the small small piece that I can tour, I think the same thing, when you, when, you, when you play for real live people, then they want to take the music home and they yeah. see what you do when they hear the songs. Exactly. You, you, the live show can't be replaced by any kind of technology. Mm -hmm. So, Not even Second Life, not even, right, <laughs> not right. even YouTube. Not right. Even, yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Which is good. Yeah, it is. And uh, you know, I'm I'm really uh, trying to keep my presence online and get better about it and mm -hmm. have more fun with it. You know, I realize it's it's the way things are today. But I also think there's there's something about um, just the intimacy of a live show that can't. Uh, it, it, there's nothing that can take its place. Mm -hmm. No, even like I, I think we were talking about YouTube, really, because you're you're doing some you're, you're videotaping some stuff behind the scenes on this tour and hoping to get some good footage, and you probably are. Right. Um, but I, I guess we'll find out in a few we'll days. We'll find out in a few days and see what you can do with it. But uh, did you get the snow in Nevada City? Did you get any of that? No, because Jared was not up yet, and oh. he's the one with the video camera. So uh, I missed that. I'm gonna have to have people take my word for it. Yeah. There was, it was there warm. was. I was there the next day. It was, it was warm and it was snow. And there, there was, was snow. snow with huge piles of snow on either side. Yeah, that really tripped me out. I'm actually really glad you, you and I didn't play the previous weekend. When Nevada City didn't have power, well, is... that that could have been rough. Yeah, yeah. we uh, I, I missed that, and uh, I was a little nervous about driving through the snow out there. But it turned mm -hmm. out it, it just, I came just kind of at the right time. It was pretty, and it was done. Yeah, so so back on the um, the video thing, I think you're, you're right. You can't replace a live show with a website, right? But I, hopefully, video will show people. This is what it's like if you come to a show. Well, yeah, hopefully, you know, it'll, it'll reach a broader audience that yeah. way. Um, and, uh, you know, then the challenge is 
do the live show well. <laughs> right, well, there's that. Yeah. That's sort of the fun part. I always say, and this is sort of, it's become my own cliche, but I always say, playing's the easy part. You know, booking the gigs and getting there and setting up and remembering what you forgot and all the emails and the phone calls. But once you're there and things are all locked in and you've got like a nice bunch of folks to play for, right? two hours of playing, that's easy. That's oh, fun. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It can be. It can be a lot of fun yeah. um, if you've done everything right. And, mm-hmm. and especially if the energy in the crowd is good. If, yeah. if you've got enough people in there that, you can, uh, that you've got a dialogue going with. Right, then, right, right. Um, and hopefully it's not a, an audible dialogue on both ends. Uh, it's, 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 hopefully it's not heckling on one end and right, singing right, on the right. other. Well, that's why places like, I mean, going back to Evangeline's Cafe in Colfax, is that, you know, that to me is like the perfect listening crowd. Boy, it is. You know, Absolutely it is. I mean, they, they, they care about the songs, they care about, and, and I've gotten this from a few places, but I don't know what it is up there. Because I think the audience when I played was like about... A third people knew me, and you know the rest didn't. But mm-hmm. they were listening to everything, and they were right. laughing in all the right spots. And we were there were there were times we were just chit chatting back and forth. And I thought, okay, here's a song. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, and then I told I was asking Vans before the conversation goes on into infinity. Yeah, yeah I asked I asked Vans. I said, um, uh, "How is this going?" She said, "No, this is great. Everybody's having a good time." Good, so, good. So you play places like that, and that's what you like. So. Yeah, yeah. So. So I guess talk about this album a little bit more, then I'll let you get back to your sound check. But uh, okay. where do these songs? I mean, I've heard Black Vines is on the EP that I had from a couple of years right, back. Right, right. I wrote that, and the other song Abigail that's on there. I wrote that with uh, Scott Matthews mm-hmm. in Mill Valley. That's um, right. Yeah, and uh, he's, California co-writer. Right, right. And and he also produced the first song on this album, Circles in the Yard. Okay. Um, that's that's his production. We we recut the vocals and everything, but uh-huh. uh, he's just a really brilliant musician. Uh, very unknown, uh-huh. um, probably underappreciated, but well respected though. Uh-huh. And uh, happy to have worked with him. And and then the rest of the songs were uh, co-produced by Lloyd Maines and uh, a guy in Austin named Eric McKinney, who I've been working with for a long time. Uh Uh, Those two co-produced it and uh, really came up with something unique, I think. Uh, I'm I'm pretty proud of it. I feel like it's uh, it's some of the... uh, Things that I had not yet learned about recording before, I, I got better about on this one. You know, I got to play with a bunch of guys who I've played live with mm-hmm. and still do mm-hmm. a lot. Um, Jared Hall, who's right, playing right. with me tonight at Don Quixote's, is uh, all over it. Yeah, I think it makes a difference when you when you bring guys you've played with live into the studio because they know they have kind of their probably their signature parts of the song, or they they know where you're going with it, and you don't have to sort of teach them the parts and hope they get it right when you're actually paying for the recording yeah that that can that can be pretty rough and i've yeah. done that before and it's and it's uh, not something that i think it's the best way to go yeah i think yeah. it's it's ideally you know um if if you're creating a song on the spot ideally you know everybody's throwing a little little bit into it instead mm-hmm. of you trying to think of everything and directing the whole deal yeah you know? yeah and there's times where you get a sort of a happy accident and it works sometimes mm-hmm. you just Take the best tracks and close it together, and it sounds okay. Right, right. Yeah. That can happen too. Yeah. So this was this was kind of like your, th- I mean, your third project because you had the first CD, then the EP, and this, and. Yeah, this is uh, my fourth recording overall, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this is the one that's gotten the most attention. Good. 
nationwide, uh, uh, and um, it's the one I feel like I'm I'm starting to really learn what it's like to how you really record an album. Mm -hmm. I think that happens. I think yeah. It's I think a lot of people go through it. I, I mean, I've done it. I've talked to people where the the first album is you. You've got a bunch of songs, somebody who can help you put them together, and you, you do your first record. Unless you've actually, you know, taken the time to take them out and play them, and you have the same guys. But sometimes right. it's just, here's me and my friends putting together a record, and by the second or third, you've probably been, you know, playing out enough where you kind of know what you think probably represents you best and what yeah. you want to give to people to take home with them. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. So I'm looking, and I think, one, one question too. I, th I know I've heard you on K-Pig. So I, I don't know if it's mm -hmm. this off this record or the other one, but I know they're locally. We're hearing you a little bit too on K Pig, which is really oh, nice. that's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I know uh, Sleepy John has been playing it some. Oh, and, good, and a couple, good. probably a couple other people there. Mm -hmm. um, it's they, they've been really good to me. It's a nice credit too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So I guess we're looking forward to whatever the road brings up as far as ideas for the next release. And yeah, then. definitely. Uh, so, uh, start getting the ball rolling this time, and hopefully, it's not going to be. Six years between the next mm -hmm. two albums. I hope not. <laughs> cool. And, and again, it's really nice seeing you out in California more and more and more, too. Yeah, it's great. I, I love coming out here. Cool. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, thank you. Once again, Colin Gilmore making a long-awaited return to Songs and Stories. We haven't really talked to him in almost three years, so uh, if you want to hear the first interview, it's way back in Songs and Stories 19, but it was nice really catching up with him. And Colin, thanks again for telling people to come to my show with Vanges. Um, really, people actually did come back the next night to see me, and I really appreciate stuff like that. That's really, really nice. And um, so you can check out Colin Gilmore at colingilmore.com. And again, that's C-O-L-I-N-G-I-L-M-O-R-E.com. And the latest release is Goodnight Lane. Uh, we talked about this one aspect a lot in the first interview, so I don't want to rehash it too much. But if you... If you listen to him, obviously he has a lot of his father's timber in his voice. But if you think about where Colin's from, he's from Lubbock, Texas, the birthplace of Buddy Holly. And if you listen to that kind of rockabilly twang that he has in his in his in his music and then the rhythms, you know, there must be something in the water in Lubbock. But uh, it, anyway, it's great. I mean, there's definitely a Buddy Holly influence there as well. And we talked about that last time I visited with him. But uh, check out Colin Gilmore. It's really, really cool music, and it's, it's nice to see him coming out here on the West Coast more and more and more, so we'll see you next time. And uh, thank you for listening to Songs and Stories. I wanted to make one more quick comment talking about, uh, you know, taking experience to the next records and, um, you know, learning from one project to the next. I mentioned this on the last show, but I'm finally saying I'm working on a third CD. I've got the songs ready. I'm kind of fine-tuning things, doing some demos to get things where I want them, and, uh, you know, assembling funds. So if you're out there and you've, if you haven't picked up either one of my previous releases, uh, Spotted Mule and Other Tales or Dog Speed, I'm doing sort of a two-for-one offer on my music page. If you go to michaelgather.com and click on the, the music link and go there, you can get both CDs for 20 bucks. So I'm trying to like assemble some funds for the next record. So if you're interested in that, check out the music page or check out my website, michaelgaither.com, or at least check out Colin Gilmore and uh, see what he's up to. So once again, thank you for listening to Songs and Stories. I really appreciate it. Whether you found me on my site or from my newsletter or you found this on iTunes or whether you're listening on Grateful Dread Radio back in Baltimore or on KC Cafe Radio back in Kansas City. I really appreciate your time, and thank you for supporting and listening and hearing about independent music. We'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. Take care. <laughs>